0: Let's jump on out to the Sprint Special Guest Line. David Locke is going to join us. His visit brought to you by Ken Garth West Valley Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram for great deals and even better experiences. He is the radio voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke. And, and David, I've got to ask you this because I, I heard you, uh, uh, I don't know, this had to be a month ago, Juan with Scotty Enhance, where you actually celebrated your anniversary while doing an interview. So with that in mind, what's what's Valentine's Day in the lock household like? I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a personal question, isn't it? I couldn't believe it. David oh wishes his wife happy anniversary. And then uh I was like, Wow, that was that was romance. But you know what? That's All right, so, a but basketball if I'm gonna be, guy. If I'm gonna be really honest
1: about my relationship with my wife who's a superhero, you guys heard me like lose it the other night, and you've heard me lose it a million times, like, if that is my personality, we better have somebody who's calm, stable, and not, like, (laughs) right? Like, I mean, I'm on a Richter scale of emotion, so I married the most even keeled person in the world. And then the piece of advice that I give everyone on marriage, not that ours is great. That I mean, perfect or anything like it's great, but it's not perfect. Um, Is I married the person who needs me the least of anyone I've ever met in my entire life. (laughs) That's quite a confession. I, I, I'll I'll tell this. So when Valentine's day comes, like if I got her something, I think she'd think it was a, well, I promise you this. If I get her flowers, Or a card, she'd ask why I spent the money on that.
0: Wow. See? That's that's totally who she is. Right. And then
1: even more, she's leaving town on Sunday. So if I got flowers, she'd be like, "What are you spending that money for?" When I leave, pragmatic as the world as the day is long, like absolutely. Okay. Now so for the rest power. of you, I think you should go get flowers from our sponsors. <laughs> but um, in my personal case, it would it, unless the sponsor gave it to me for free, it would not be worth me doing. So, David, uh, I want you to settle an
2: argument that Jake and I are having. And we seem to be turning to you quite a bit lately. But uh, uh, as a counselor here, tell us if you
1: were. Uh, Wait, 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 wait. My wife telepathically just gave me the answer to this question. Diamonds.
2: (laughs) That's not the question. The question is if you if you took a position of some sort and you were absolutely incorrect on the radio, it, or anywhere else? No, on because the I was radio. talking. I was talking about in all cases. But would your wife pull you aside and say, "Honey, I love you, but you are wrong on this particular issue"? Would, do you have the kind of relationship where she would do that to you? You premise the so
1: argument so poorly. There's, there's actually an important element here. Of, that I need to understand. Is it on the radio?
0: Yes. Well, it's, yes, uh, it, but it was, it's on the radio. It was on the radio,
2: but it was also off okay, the radio. Okay, so if it, it was if if on, the, on radio. the
1: radio, my wife would never listen to anything I ever did, so therefore, <laughs> she would have no comment. <laughs> my poor wife sounds terrible here. She's the best, but she is who she is. She's not. She does not bend in the wind. Um... My wife is ignorant of all noise around her. She knows exactly who she is, what she wants, what she believes in, and that is the way it is. Wow. Um, she sounds well-adjusted. Um, she was, like, raised in the truly, like, most, like, the best leave-it-to-be-her-family I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, so let's see.
0: If I'm totally full of crap, is my wife telling me? Yeah, of course. All right, yeah, there you go. See. you feel better, even though you completely misrepresented the argument. We're going to move on to okay. uh, to basketball because, of course, that is David's expertise. But see, but,
2: but but I also think that David's point of view here is 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 worthwhile for all our listeners. Do you that that what oftentimes our loved ones are there to you know for course correction on occasion. You you form the, oh, the argument terribly, like, and then
1: there's agree. there's nothing I do. There's nothing I don't run by her like if it's
0: important. She's way smarter than me. Yeah, I think all three of us have that in common with our spouses. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> all right, David. Hey, how important is tonight's Miami game from a standpoint? And Gordon and I had this argument earlier, too. You know, uh, aside from just the win and loss. Maybe you guys need to see someone more professional than me. Oh, it's true. We totally do. <laughs> uh, uh, outside of just the importance of a win or loss, how important is tonight's game? Uh, probably not. Like,
1: it's not any more important than just one of eighty-two. Like, it's a home game against a really good team where you lost to them on the road. You'd like to split the season series with them. You got to win, but it's not like final game of All Star Break or anything like that. No, I mean, yeah, I don't. And I, and I, and players are just wasted at this. Players, coaches. Um, anybody involved is wasted at this point of the season. You've just been going and going. And then I do think there's a psychology to the fact that you're, you know, you have a break coming, but, um, but I mean, like, I mean, our, our guys are tired. Like there's just been a lot of basketball for a long time, a lot of travel, a lot of tra- a lot of performance. A lot, like it just happened. Like this is how it works. And this also breaks, feels considerably later to me, that I don't remember having played 52 or 3 games. Like, well, if we win tonight, it's the most games the Jazz have ever had in fr- one in franchise history going to the All Star break. So the game breaks got to be later than it's, than it's ever before. And then it's just a dead sprint when we're back. Holy smokes. I mean, you know, what do we have? 28 games left when we get back?
2: Yep. Is that right? 20, I thought that's what my math was saying 28 and 54. So, I mean, this will be 54 just, to tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's just a sprint back, sprint out to be finished. You just, you know, it was interesting. I was talking to someone today who said to me, like, um, I'm in the benchmark tonight. And, and, and this was, this was actually a coach. And, and I said, what do you mean? They said, well, my, my first benchmark is to make January one, and my next benchmark is to make all star break. And if I could hit those two, I know I'll make, see, like, <laughs> you know like once you, and the thought is like once you make all break you've just got 28 games left like you just let's go and then the playoffs is just pure adrenaline so um well, it's, it's just it, you know people have real jobs and um but this is there's a uniqueness to what's being asked of everyone involved in this and so I think it shows up a little bit
2: how impressed are you, David, over the fact that the Jazz, after that seven-game, or I'm sorry, five-game skid, have been able to, to, as tired as they are, and at this point in the season, have been able to sort of uh, turn this
1: around? Yeah, that Houston win was was certainly big. Um, the second half in Portland uh, was only impressive because how awful the first half was. Um, so we're really honest. And then you know Dallas's offense is historically great. So, you had to be sharp that night, and they were right. They were great offensively that night. Um, but you had to, you had to be, you had to be really good because they were going to be. There's no chance they weren't going to be great offensively. Their offensive rating is a 116. It's the best the league's ever seen. And then with Luca out, it's actually been better, the 119. So you had to, you had to come ready to play offensively that night,
0: which is hard if you're tired and, I mean, it's all hard, but and they were great. They moved the ball. They didn't get lazy. They were great. David Locke is with us uh, with Miami in town, David. Uh, thinking about Jimmy Butler, and I've been talking to Gordon about this kind of coming around. Is there any chance that we gave Jimmy Butler a bad rap? His his complaint in Minnesota were that his teammates didn't work hard. And then in Philly, he couldn't get uh, wait to get out of that disastrous locker room. Can we really blame him there? And he goes to Miami where he can be his hard-nosed self with a young team that seemingly is is following his leadership to some success were we thinking about jimmy butler the wrong way i'm gonna probably overplay this a little bit um <clears throat> but i think
1: you know jimmy butler's by the way if anyone's trying to go traffic report here on 1280 the zone 97.5 fm if you're planning to go south on i-15 anywhere after 50 before 50 400 south coming out of downtown Choose an alternate route, immediately head to 215 and wrap around the other way because there is a massive backup on I-15 at about 5,400 south toward downtown for as far as the eye can see, which takes me past 2,100 south. Uh, police cars and ambulances all involved. So again, with your Metro traffic Report, I'm David Locke on 1280 (laughs) The Zone and 97.5 FM. You didn't go General Um, Gridlock on it, David. I I did not go General Gridlock. That is awesome. I forgot about General Gridlock. Wow, that is great. (laughs) Um, So, uh, what were... Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is... If people don't know this about Jimmy Butler, this has always been the way I viewed him. Um, Jimmy Butler's blind side. Do so you remember the movie Blindside about Michael yep. O'Cor and mm-hmm. homeless and so that's Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's homeless. He actually is taken in by the Leslie's, the former wide receiver at BYU's family. Right. He right. his junior college letter of intent, he faxes from a McDonald's and if the story's right after sleeping on the street the night before. Mm. Um, Leslie's take him in But not quite the same way That the uh O4 situation Where he wasn't all the way You know I think that Jimmy had Some tough time. So Considering the fact that Jimmy was not raised And probably was not Always given All of the social guidance That maybe he Was That a kid who was in a Home Would get I think it's sometimes Jimmy probably Does not do things In the manner that Society has deemed To be correct but I'm guessing that there's a great deal of truth to most ways Jimmy reacts. So that is that is my take on that. Like, society says that if Andrew Wiggins is not giving his complete effort, that you're supposed to not publicly scold him. I don't think Jimmy got that message. <laughs> um, you know, I think Jimmy left Philadelphia because Miami was giving him a uh, max deal. I'm not sure whether or not he left because he was... Upset with Philly, I'm not, I don't really know entirely on that, but, um, you know, so I think that, yeah, Jimmy probably has is a little rough around the edges at times because um, he's just got this kind of truth serum to what he's saying, but I don't know that I think that it's um, always inaccurate.
2: David, I ask you this question because we are just upon the break now, and you've always been realistic in your expectations about this team. At least that's the sense I've always gotten from you. Have the Jazz performed to the level of your expectation, which was rather realistic, if I remember correctly?
1: Have they done what you thought they would? Yeah, they're actually really close to what all my numbers uh, kind of unbiasedly said they were going to be. Um, they're the number one offensive team in the league since Jordan Clarkson joined the team. That's I had them in the. I think I had them in the Lakers as the two best offensive teams in the NBA. I didn't. I didn't see Dallas coming though. I had Dallas is pretty good offensively. I didn't have them this high, um, but they're the number one offensive team over the last twenty three, twenty four games, and they're about thirteenth or fourteenth defensively. And that was the question, right? Like, and it wasn't a question because you lost Eric favors as much as it was just overall size and length. Um, that we changed who we were. and You know, I think it's frankly more important to be the number one shooting team in the league than it is to be the number one defensive team in the league. Um, that that has shown to be true here over the last few years. And so I think that's, that's a good sign that we're the number one um, shooting team in the league and the number one three-point shooting team in the league, or maybe we're number two in effective field goal percentage. Um, so that's probably more important. And then we got to just figure out whether we can be you know, as good defensively in the playoffs as we need to be. The last few years, we were actually okay defensively in the playoffs despite what the national pundits say. Our offense was just so bad that even if we held the Rockets' great offense down, our offense couldn't get up to it. This time, our offense is going to be good enough that if our defense can either keep somebody on their season average or slightly below it, our offense should be good enough to beat them. So, um, I like our positioning. um I'd rather be first offensively and thirteenth defensively than thirteenth defensively than first defensively and thirteenth offensively, which is what we were, maybe seventeenth offensively the last few years going in the playoffs. So I like our playoff positioning better. Um, I think we're more potent, um, but I don't know how good we are defensively. I, I think Rudy's great, but it's not clear to me um, whether or not we have the defensive size, length and prowess to be able to to handle everything.
0: David, and I didn't you. know that going in. David, thank you very much, as always. Uh, we'll see you at the arena and talk to you on the pregame show. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Thanks, David. David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Hear him call all the action tonight of the Jazz versus the Heat, starting uh, tip-off at 7. Pregame begins at 6.
2: So he kind of disagreed with you on the uh, on the discussion about whether the significant other would uh, correct our course. But he agreed with you on uh, well
0: the lack of need for a victory tonight. I don't think he did agree with you on, on the, the spousal thing oh, because I think he you did. absolutely framed the question terribly, and then his answer actually was his wife would not care. Uh,
2: Jake, you see, when you're wrong, you need to go ahead and admit you're wrong. It's okay. I gave you credit for being right, at least him agreeing with your position
0: on the game tonight. So you know,
2: just yeah, relax is, a little bit. This
0: is radio, so I don't know if my giant eye roll quite was <laughs> was communicated correctly there. So just oh,
2: I don't think it, I, don't, I don't
0: think anybody could pick up on that at all. All right, we'll have more of the big show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 5 and twelve eighty of the zone.